Hello the there. Gen- hello there. Yeah. Well, hello there. General Kenobi. <laughs> <laughs> First rule of Fight Club is you do not talk about Fight Club. Gentlemen, you can't fight in here. This is the war room. Just a flesh wound. Axe on hat. Axe off. I know Kung Fu. Yippee-ki-yay, motherfucker. I ate his liver with some fava beans. Nice candy. Green, for lack of a better word. Is good. Show me the money. I drink your milkshake. The snozberries taste like snozberries. How do you like them, Max? <laughs> all right, all right, all right. These guys are 11. I'll be back. Forget it, Jake. It's Chinatown. It wasn't the airplanes. It was beauty killed the beast. Welcome everybody to Pop Culture. I am Scott. I'm Jason. And I'm Monica. We are talking about Obi-Wan Kenobi, the most anticipated of the Star Wars things to be anticipated about. (laughs) (laughs) Or is it? So um, Mm. I was excited about the Kenobis. Um... How would how was I approaching it? I guess I didn't want to go in with any expectation. There's just been too much in the Skywalker saga that's fallen flat, to be honest. You know, those, so, those last three films, uh, yeah, and even the prequels to it. No, you know, yeah, no, 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 you know what? I am, I am, I've reassessed <laughs> my entire worldview, <laughs> and and uh, I have a real soft spot for them. Their prequels nowadays. <laughs> Yeah, actually same. Well, now that you've got those three <laughs> terrible sequels, yes. <laughs> makes honest to God, makes them look like just masterpieces. The more I stew on the Rise of Skywalker, the more I'm like, you know what? Fuck those movies. <laughs> <laughs> you know what, Pod well, Racist? They ain't so bad. <laughs> but it was always going to be tricky stepping back into the Skywalker saga. I mean, it, it was a big gamble, I imagine, doing this. And as seen with those sequels, were burned with a love and affection for the original trilogy and for Scott, the prequels. Um, and those characters now, that live there. Now. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> it, now. it grew. Grew on Scott. Um, like, yeah. Like, so no, no, no. It, this is this really does come down. Like, if you had a gun to my head and you were like, prequels or sequels. <laughs> was... <laughs> Let's not get carried away. <laughs> Um, but my point being is we're we're dealing with these characters which i feel from the original trilogy is really really hard to go back to effectively and in a way an audience will accept it because either it's steeped in uh, a childhood nostalgia where i don't think you can ever experience it again especially you know 40 years on or whatever but Mm. 45 years on Oh, it's making me feel old. Um, yeah, so it, it's a hard thing to do. And I think the previous uh, shows that tried to do that have had it to some extent, like The Mandalorian sort of, it was nice to see Luke Skywalker in one of the episodes, but then 
we start seeing him more often and I think mm. the luster disappears. Well, I think that and was start... all just Boba Fett rather than anything wrong with the Mandalorian. Yeah. Oh, well, then Bob, Boba Fett as well. Yeah, but Boba that's Fett, right. I think, it's... is where the wheels <laughs> start yeah. to get a bit creaky. Yeah. Um, but Rogue One showed that you can sort of link into this. And so mm. I, I came into it thinking it's an either-or situation here. It could either just completely fall flat or it's going to stand up to my expectations. So, yeah. Um, it had a good start in the sense that Ewan McGregor, regardless of what you think of those prequels, has masterfully uh, channeled Alec Guinness into the role. Like well, he, he is the best part of the prequels. Absolutely. Absolutely. True. And... He has managed to make Kenobi his own character in terms of he he is as easily identified as Obi-Wan Kenobi as Alec Guinness is. And mm. I, I think that's a testament to him and how he's performed as Obi-Wan Kenobi. So that was always going to be something that held up there. Um, in terms of the beginning of this, uh, I sort of felt it was a little contrived, the angst obi-wan was displaying at the beginning it, it seemed like he wasn't really going down a path of a broken man and you were and you're not even really sure why he'd be that broken when you last see him protecting you know luke and leia it's he's he seems to be just getting on with the job and then all of a sudden we see him. that's right the whole jedi order collapsed yeah damn it <laughs> <laughs> so but in saying that, it was it was still really quite interesting. Like the the setting, it, it took a while. It, it sort of added to the Star Wars universe. I thought, you know, the, his job and things like that. It was quite interesting. Um, but that first confrontation with uh, Darth Voorhees. I mean, sorry, Darth Vader. It really. <laughs> Oh, I really didn't like it, to be honest. The as in like the unstoppable killing machine on the street, like yeah, that's what Darth Voorhees. Yeah, just 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 <laughs> mixing hapless teenagers. <laughs> <laughs> that's what it felt I, like. I I I loved it. I, you did. <laughs> oh, like I was just like, yeah, fuck it, kill them all, Vader, do it. <laughs> oh no, I didn't mind Vader doing that. It was just it the. It didn't seem like, uh, how would I say, it wasn't what I would have expected with the confrontation of those two characters. It, mm. it just sort of seemed that it fell really flat in the way that, you know, Obi-Wan's throwing about a bit and it's just fortune that he gets away. Uh, I would have probably accepted him just running and then it would have made more of this angst sort of inability to face Vader, similar to Luke Skywalker, I guess, just terrified of him. Yeah, just being terrified of him, which is fine. I, I would have accepted that more than this sort of really pathetic battle that happened and was shot really strangely too. Look, um, yeah, my biggest complaints with this show are um, I think Deborah Chow, who, who is a fine director, uh, really needs to work on acting. Uh, not acting. <laughs> <laughs> Just do, do better at a job that isn't yours. No. Uh, uh, action. The the chase sequence with Leia in the first episode was 
I was like, oh no, what am I watching? I would like, there are already videos all over YouTube, like putting it to the Benny Hill music and stuff (laughs) because it's pathetic. (laughs) Like people getting thwarted by branches. (laughs) I'm like, I'm like, oh no. (laughs) Hey, it's flea. Like (laughs) there's, there's some really bad, like, don't get me wrong, I'd like to talk about the final episode uh, uh, apart from the rest of the series. Oh, it's look, I'd cool. <laughs> progressively go through it, but I'm not sure what Monica's got yeah. to say about the beginnings of it at this point. Yeah. Oh, this is such a tough one. I, pardon the expression, I have very lukewarm feelings about the whole thing. Mm. Um, <laughs> 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 Um, I will say I enjoyed the second half of the series more than I did the first half. Um, it just kicked things up to 11, which is what I appreciated. I, The gripe that I kind of have with um, the beginning of the season was that once the reveal to um, that Reva, the Inquisitor, makes to um, Obi-Wan is that Anakin Skywalker is alive. Like he has that moment where everything is just sort of like sounded off and everything. I don't know if that was explored enough i would have loved a lot more depth to that to sort of deal with mental breakdown yeah because you know it you know it was his close friend it was his student it was someone that he left for dead on in the prequels and i just thought it could have been managed in a more emotionally intense kind of way but with the way that we sort of encounter obi-wan at the beginning of the series i don't sort of see the motivation that he's not the same character and i don't expect him to be but I don't buy into the fact that he would have just completely given up and not use the force or do any of those sorts of things he's a Jedi Knight and one of the best he doesn't sort of leave another Jedi on the run in order to be captured and killed in public Mm. yeah and what what you're saying there is a really good point because if that was the premise like the start of the series was that realization that he's Anakin still alive then it would make sense that we've got this reaction that we can work mm. with. But the, yeah. Starting that way just sort of felt really weird for me. And you're right. The moment we got past that uh, first confrontation with Darth Vader, it suddenly picked up. And yeah. Mm. It really started to work really well, the series, and uh, I was really enjoying it past that point. I feel like, yeah, they shouldn't have locked lightsabers till that final fight. Agreed. Because yeah. yeah. when that happened, it was like, okay, cool. <laughs> Yeah. It was good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and that, that worked. It was really what you'd expect in their confrontation with each other. Yeah. I, I will say um, um, on one of the more positive sides of this show is um, the characterization of Darth Vader is there. Like they didn't do anything wrong with that. You know, I fully buy into that he's become this huge terror, this huge menace. You see shades of what he's going to be like in Rogue One and then as we continue on into the original trilogy. So it's... It it feeds into that fear everyone Mm. has of him as this, like, intergalactic boogeyman. Totally, Like some in... I think think it's in Rebels. There's a lot of people who don't even believe he exists, that he's, like, um, empire propaganda. Like, nothing that bad can really be real. Mm. Mm. So um, I really appreciated kind of the, like, oh, he's... He's nasty. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if if murdering children wasn't really <laughs> your speed in the in the in the uh, prequel trilogy, but um, yeah, no, I I really did appreciate. And James Earl Jones doing the voice again was 
That was special. It was fantastic. <laughs> and, oh, and um, John Williams doing the yep, yep, uh, Obi Wan's theme. Mm. That that was quite interesting. That very first frame of the show having John Williams' music played to it. Uh, that really threw me into the Star Wars universe. And it makes me think how much John Williams' music really is part of the Star Wars The, the power he, mm. he has, yeah. Yeah, and uh, I'm wondering maybe that's why it's best off moving away from the Skywalker saga, especially if John Williams isn't going to score it mm. um, altogether because I don't think he can ever match it. It just won't feel right. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're right. Yeah. I think that's why uh, Lud- what Ludwig Goranson did with, um, was Ludwig Goranson who did a Mandalorian? Like that just mm. fit and now feels perfect for that character and that. Yeah. That, that was great. Yeah. That was great. Absolutely. And it, it was a different character. It wasn't part of Skywalker saga and it mm. was perfect for it, sort of a Western sort of feel. But, um, yeah, it was quite profound that first moment of hearing the score at the beginning of the series it's and you can really just tell hey like you can just <laughs> yeah absolutely um, um the other little thorn i had in this was actually reaver's journey i guess yep yeah it, was, it sort of didn't Darth make Tantrum. much sense that yeah well yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but also also the fact that she ends up being found out by Vader and he leaves her alive. You know, he, I mean, he's killed yeah. people yeah, he for, far less. <laughs> for far I, less. I remember when Darth Vader would just choke people through a video conference. Come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel like I feel like it was just like they should have just nixed, like got rid. I think because it's obviously they're planning something else with the character. Mm. Mm. Their spin-off from the spin-off. Mm. Yeah, it, it really didn't make sense to me whatsoever. It it should have just been done somehow differently. I think. I think she's she works perfectly fine as a foil for Obi Wan, and oh, that um, was no, that was that was that was fine. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, I think her journey didn't make a lot of sense. Like, I'm not sure about and and, and rushed. Like, it it was rushed, and I'm I'm not sure about you guys, but um, I immediately picked up that Reva was one of the little um younglings in the temple. I'm like, yep, that's well, who it is. Yes, well, it started it started that way, didn't it? It, start, it started it? that way, but like I was um reading a couple of things online, and a few people seemed surprised by that, and I was like, really? It was telegraphed quite heavily. <laughs> <laughs> it was the literally the first thing out of the gate. Yes, <laughs> she's also like the only human amongst this group of like. Weirdos who make up the Inquisitors. <laughs> um, the goth LARPers. <laughs> uh, who was the uh, the guy from um, Han from, from Fast and Furious as the like, <laughs> the, 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 I'm the deep voiced one with the hat. <laughs> and then Rupert Friend playing the Grand Inquisitor, which... I, I'm sure there was a scheduling conflict because Jason Isaacs would have just smashed it. Yeah, was he busy or? <laughs> I don't, well, he's he's the voice of the character in Rebels, and he's terrifying. It's mm. just his voice, and he's terrifying. When I found out it was Rupert Fred, the only other thing I'd ever seen him on was in um, a Pride and Prejudice movie as Mr. Wickham. So <laughs> it was a huge um, dissonance for me. <laughs> I saw, I'd seen him in something, and I, I was trying. I was like racking my brain, and I'm like, oh, this. It wasn't actually that impressive. <laughs> I'm like, oh, it, oh, that's right. He was he was 
Agent 47 in really weird other Hitman movie based on the <laughs> Hitman video games. Oh, okay. Well, there was the one with Tillamithy Oliphant, and then there was the one with Rupert Friend that no one saw except me, I think. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. um, the other thing I would say was quite well done was the young Leia. Yeah. She was great. She, she, was great. she actually came across as the person she'd grow into um, mm. quite well, and uh, I enjoyed that. It, it was a nice way to sort of revisit those characters in a less, uh, how we say, complicated problem of, you know, say, mm. make, you know, uh, digital versions of Carrie Fisher mm. or something like that. So it's yeah. um, it was really quite impressive. And the, the girl acts quite okay, but it was more the fact that she had these attitudes and things that really sort of, I guess, sung mm. Princess Leia. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. I, I, I liked um having Leia in it um by the end of it because it just meant that I got to see Jimmy Smith's again. So <laughs> yeah. and how good is Jimmy Smith's? I love Jimmy Smith's. <laughs> Jimmy Smith's sh there should be statues of Jimmy Smith's in there every major city on the planet. Agreed. <laughs> um uh, uh Joel Edgerton as the grumpy prick that is Owen Lars. <laughs> yeah. Was just profound it was genius <laughs> it was and has become the best meme <laughs> yeah yeah like you, like you trained his father and i was like ooh, sick turn owen <laughs> but it's on everything now <laughs> and it's just but he embodied the he embodied it really well like his demeanor mm. his like everything was i you could see that that level of um i guess ewan's level of uh you know, Commitment playing to the role. role. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was really good. Yeah, and I liked that we got to see a little bit more of an expanded characterization of um, Owen and also Baru when they are coming to defend their home because um, Reva is after Luke. Um, I really loved seeing that because, you know, they do meet a very grisly end with a, a similar kind of trajectory. <laughs> yeah. It's like, that's more heartbreaking because they probably would have put up a fight. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it just makes me think, oh, God, they would have put up a fight in A New Hope. Oh, damn, that makes me sad. <laughs> yeah, um, some some fantastic little um, bit roles too. O'Shea Jackson was surprisingly good as like the leader of one of the rebel cells. Um, mm. uh, Indira Varma was great yeah. as the... Uh, the disillusioned imperial officer. I, I like Indira Varma whenever she, she shows up. She's fantastic. She's great. Yeah, mm. she's like a standout in Game of Thrones. Yeah, she really is. Um, uh, Hayden Christensen. Crushed it. <laughs> <laughs> well, he didn't have to do any romance in it, so that helped. I'm, I'm starting <laughs> to think that, like, maybe George Lucas isn't a great director. <laughs> <laughs> I thought he did a really, really good job. Yeah. Um, particularly, um, I, I know we're going to talk about the last episode, but particularly in the last episode where you have the reveal and um, you have the two voices mingled together. I, I loved it. Mm. <laughs> well, let's talk about the last episode because, like, mm. halfway through that fight, I'm like, they're going to crack the helmet. You watch, they're going to yeah. crack the helmet. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> and then I cracked it. I'm like, Mom, fuck. <laughs> yeah. Because they did that already in Rebels. Oh, <laughs> so did they? It's, it's right. To be, uh, but um, uh, yeah. When Ahsoka, his uh, his apprentice, yep, 
fights him and she also goes for the head. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> and that's just, yeah. Anakin's scary, scary mm. yellow eyes staring at her. Yeah, no, but it was a really profound moment because, you know, he, um, Obi-Wan breaks through to Anakin just for a very short, brief second until he, you know, flits back and he's like, you didn't kill Anakin Skywalker. I did. And I was like, oh, that's cool. <laughs> <laughs> from a certain point of view. <laughs> yeah, exactly. From a certain point of view. <laughs> <laughs> but um, Darth Vader made the fatal mistake once again of handing Obi-Wan the high ground, um, quite literally in this one. <laughs> <laughs> and just Water throwing it at him. <laughs> you never learn. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, I that ending I was like, cool. This is this is what I wanted. Yeah, if it was like that throughout the whole series, I think it would have been the huge phenomenal hit everyone was kind of hoping it would be. Oh, I think it's still a huge phenomenal hit. I don't think mm. I think Disney's very happy with it. I'm sure. It's, oh, I'm sure uh, they it are. It was the biggest biggest premiere of any Disney Plus thing ever so far. Mm. Okay. So I think they're yeah, I'm sure they're going to be fine. I'm sure it's going to sell tons of merchandise. And Shows I'm sure they're going to be like Obi-Wan 2. Yeah, I was yeah, about to ask you think there'll be that. a yeah. one, two. Anyway. <laughs> I, I, I hope there's not another one, personally. Um, no. Because for me, it, this sits up there in the Skywalker saga compared to a whole lot of other things quite well. And mm. it's not the level of, say, Rogue One as a new introduction to it in terms of the quality being consistent, but it, it's still up there. And... I'd really like them to move away into the expanded universe and Same. leave the Skywalker saga behind. And I'm looking at you, Taika. Uh. <laughs> Did you hear yeah. what happened? Did you hear what happened on the set of Thor Love and Thunder? What, when he so? asked Natalie Portman? Yeah, yeah. Taika Waititi asked Natalie Portman if she'd be in his Star Wars movie and she was like, I already did that. <laughs> you forgot. Oh, <laughs> Like that's the one person you don't do that to. <laughs> uh, anyways, that's um, yeah. It, it I I recommend it, especially if you love your Star Wars and you you want some yeah, redeeming it's, aspects it's, to it, the Skywalker. And, and ultimately, saga. it's not like super long either. It's only six episodes. There are a couple of missteps, but ultimately, it is uh, it's pretty good. I enjoyed it a lot more than Book of Boba Fett. Oh mm. yeah. Uh, it's there's less less faults, <laughs> shall we? Yeah. And two episodes of this aren't two episodes for a different show. <laughs> mm, true. <laughs> I was waiting for like you know the you know, Mandalorian to show up. Yeah, just to, like as a teenager. Like... No, 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 no. You oh, go yeah, to Naboo and you check in on Jar Jar Binks. Obviously, oh. <laughs> Obi Wan kills him, slits his throat on the streets. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you a vote of no confidence. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, shit! I had something. Like, well, I guess the. I guess I'm sure they're going to make more, just because that's the nature of the beast. And as you were saying, Jason, moving away from the Skywalker saga, 
Andor looks phenomenal and is thankfully going to be away from the Skywalker saga. And they are filming Acolyte at the moment, which is going to be 200 years before the Skywalker saga. So probably won't get anyone turning up in that. <laughs> so they are heading in that direction. Maybe Yoda. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> baby Yoda. Mason Yoda. <laughs> well, he he's like won't shut the fuck up about coming back to Star Wars. Who's that? Samuel L. Jackson. Jackson. Oh yeah, yeah, I heard about that. Yeah. Dude, just <laughs> He won't stop until he gets what he wants, okay? He just just no one believes that you lived. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, I yeah, Obi Wan was cool. Yeah, worth watching. Yeah, it was okay. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you guys for listening to this episode of Pop Culture. I've been Scott. I'm still Jason. And I'm still Monica. Popped Culture is produced by and recorded by Jason Eddie, Monica Porto, and Scott Souter. The outro for this week's episode was the Obi-Wan theme by John Williams. If you're enjoying the podcast, please I invite you to jump on Apple Podcasts and leave us a review or wherever you listen to your podcasts and please share the show. It would mean a lot to us and stop us from crying at night. If you want to find us on socials, we're available at Facebook at facebook.com forward slash popculturepod, on Twitter at popcultureau, we're on Instagram and we're on YouTube. Thanks, guys. Mm-hmm.